Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Another win for the three lines, and the Premier League is getting greedier. It's Monday, 12th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm greedy Pete Donaldson. Best in the world, you call yourselves. Come and have a go. Yeah. <laughs> Send them homeward to think again, Pete mm. Donaldson. I've never heard so many people talk about the FIFA rankings. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one weekend. No, they're the best. They yeah, are uh-huh. the best. That is a trophy. That is a major trophy. <laughs> yeah, in a way. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. England aren't as good as Belgium, are they? I know. Makes them even better. <laughs> yeah. You're literally rubbing your hands with glee yeah. there. <laughs> I thought you were going to set fire to it. To yeah. 
Doing it with such Knocking gusto. out some kindling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the second half was all right, yeah. Second half good, first half not so good. No, not so good. <laughs> um, it, unusual decision to employ Eric Dyer, firstly, at all. Uh-huh. Secondly, <laughs> as a sort of, been furloughed. sort of quarterback role. Just yeah. sort of raking it long. Enforcer. Oh, yeah. my goodness. How about that? Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Let's all calm down for mm. just a brief moment before we get ourselves riled up again. Um, yes, of course, we go straight to the Nations League where England uh, beat Belgium in case you hadn't worked that out from that mm. nonsense there. Um, but it's uh, it's good day to you, Jim Campbell. It's good day to you, Pete Donaldson. Hello. And good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. It's good. It's a, it's a happy Monday, isn't it? It makes all the difference because yeah. I thought England were going to be beaten about three or four. Yeah, I thought um, they were just like slump to a not mm. maybe not by three one, or four yeah. but slump to a one nil or a two one um, and they didn't do that and they really they almost looked like they were playing for that in the first half mm, yeah. incredibly um, I'm, I'm really surprised that they came out of that with a win because it was a very conservative team that was always going to sort of struggle to create and I, I kind of wondered what Gareth Southgate's mm. plan was but yeah. it it all came to fruition I'm actually really happy for him that Mason Mount scored as well because yep. before the, I mean, Southgate out is starting to do the rounds that oh, was trending no. on Twitter and a lot, of, a lot of people are angry that he didn't start Jack Grealish, although I don't think he was ever going to start Jack Grealish. We've always got to have um, one kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah there's always going to be someone yeah. like that, isn't <laughs> there? Oh, you've got to get him on. You've yeah. got to get him it's on. It's nice we found him, though. <laughs> I know, yeah. finally, yeah. yeah. He'll be delighted. This will be the role he's always dreamed of playing for England. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Do you know but, what he said on Friday? He was like, oh, I'd, I'd love to play like Gazza. I was like, oh, Jack, Jack you're really feeding into come on. that. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it, Jack. Don't do it. Robson took ages to get you in. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But, um... <laughs> So uh, part of the part of the um, narrative behind that was when he was asked about Jack Grealish yes. after the game mm. um, the other day. Um, he basically immediately just started talking about Mason Mount instead. So the <laughs> fact that Mount has scored <laughs> maybe eases some pressure there. He certainly e- does. E- eases the pressure. Yeah. Um, Peter, the, England had three right backs in the game. <laughs> uh, people were saying it was a bit lopsided. Did he need a fourth in there to balance it out? I think it's just, uh, it does slow down the game somewhat, doesn't it? When you've got to check back in your right every yeah. time. But, but I think the warning signs would be there against uh, teams like Denmark and Iceland. Belgium are a team who can, uh, let's, let's, mm. let's not, let's not Especially forget. Especially the world, the, aren't they? Let's not They're forget. Top of the Lukaku's the, the, word, only, the only player in that, on that pitch that, um, that for Belgium who had a decent left foot on him. England are not as talented or creative to slow the game down like that. So no. that's why people were obviously getting Gazza out, yeah. Grazza. Start calling him Grazza. Get Grazza back on. Get Grazza in there. I thought, yeah, I thought, I'm like Jim, I thought it was going to be a a narrow win for uh, Belgium and and, and no lesson learned. But look, you can't argue, there are no pictures on the score sheet, as we always say. Damn right. And you can't argue with the the result against the team that they've um, tried Mm -hmm. to best twice and Mm. and failed in recent memory. Into the history books, that result goes. And we'll close the book as well. Um, Yes, I mean... England, the formation, the 3-4-3, has had a bit of scrutiny, it's fair to say. Mm. And Southgate says, for the players we have, that's what he wants to play. Now, clearly doesn't trust the defenders. You can understand why. Mm. Um, So thinks, okay, back three. But he likes the forward line. There's pace, there's panache. Mm. There's a bit of something up there. So he doesn't want to lose that front line in a 3-5-2, for example. So the 3-4-3 seems to be his his sort of pragmatic approach, Jim. And and, and his, his pragmatism worked in the World Cup, I understand people can say, well, they never actually beat anybody good in the World Cup. No, I get that, you know, but they did get to the semi-final. Yeah. So they didn't do too badly. And the UEFA Nations League, they um, 
you know, managed to get to the last four of the tournament, obviously, again, being beaten by a better side. So what do you, what do you make of it all then? Because people say, oh, well, England should... We're in a funny situation where people say, well, England, they should go out and express themselves. He's holding them back. Mm. But at the same time, people say, well, Belgium are obviously better than England. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to beat Belgium if you go toe-to-toe with that side. And I think it's, it's very tempting to just want England to play like Brazil 1970. <laughs> uh, and we've had this for such a long time, know. We? just because of the strength of the Premier League and because this, this kind of ridiculous idea that we invented the game and all that I think it all feeds into itself that there's this idea that we should play this scintillating swashbuckling football Mm -hmm. but ultimately we want to go as deep into a tournament as possible and I I, I think it's important that Southgate explores how to play against these better teams Mm -hmm. um, and actually get a result because that's where England come unstuck in knockout football as so many teams do yeah uh, when when the uh, chips are down so to speak they don't seem to work as hard as as they need to and they look Mm. bereft of of ideas but they dug in they, they, they stuck to the tap and, and, and they managed to uh, win on the, this yeah. particular situation. It was di- it was disciplined and it was organised second half and I think that's what... And they massively lucked out by the fact there was a penalty and a massively deflected <laughs> shot yeah. as well. So <laughs> well, this, it this could is it very though, easily it? have been a 1-0 yeah. Belgium and win, Also, Belgium's goal... The disallowed goal uh-huh. you may have seen given on another day. That was like... brilliant. I, it, it, for, for about two or three minutes, it did look like the line I was going, oh, I don't know where VAR picked that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, yeah. Now, obviously, yeah. Yeah. that wasn't to well, be the case. But there got... was a, it was glorious. It was probably like a hands on the hips job. What are you all looking at me for? The have guys... we got a read oh. on why there's no VAR? I, I, I forget why this... I, there are so many kind of like weird decisions that have been mm. made in the last season or well, so. I suspect it's probably because some grounds... Uh, so, exactly. Some of the countries... so, so some that some guys implement it, but I yeah right okay. Which right, means if you've got to have a playing uh, level playing field across, yeah. the, well, like across the, the FA board. Cup, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> point in case, Peter. Point in mm. case. Did yeah. you um? Do you notice that they they put the band in the crowd noise when England scored? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't mind no, the band. Oh, shut I up! I, I Get out, Marcus. I actually auditioned for them. Yeah, <laughs> sure you did. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, the and three of us actually bounced around among them, didn't we? At Euro 2012. Yeah, horrible. Uh-huh. Pete, was, Pete was quite static to, to say he was bouncing. No, yeah, I, did, I didn't like. I didn't enjoy that. He'd had no. so much non-alcoholic beer, he convinced <laughs> yeah. himself so that he was drunk. Yep, I was. Um, yes, I mean, so obviously the first half was all to, to see that Belgium were far superior. And it was it was quite funny for the first sort of seven or eight minutes or, 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 or that little period at the start. England kept the ball sort of okay, but I mean, it was to no sort no, of yeah. Attack. It, was, yeah. it was honest. It was just passing it around the back four, wasn't it? And then yeah. a, a lot of sort of just all right, let's go back to square one. Um, and yeah. that is what everyone. <laughs> hates about mm-hmm. the bad old days of England. I think yeah. we're, we're on a knife edge, aren't we? Because we're so we're so ready for that to for it to turn and come back. Mm. Because we really the want feel good football. I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was watching the first half and I was like, oh, yeah, Kieran Trippier's had a good couple of matches. Well, I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, he, he, he stepped in really, really well to play yeah. left wing back there because Southgate praised him after the game and a lot mm. of people have sort of been a bit funny about his inclusion. But this is an example of uh, the benefits being reaped of Southgate keeping the squad harmony together mm-hmm. and just making making it clear that players have a place even if they sort of lose their place in a particular game mm-hmm. within the squad and Trippier being so familiar around the place and being asked to play that role and then doing it really really well is, yeah. I think Southgate deserves credit for creating that environment mm-hmm. and I think Part of the problem is that the midfield looks a bit stodgy, doesn't mm-hmm. it? The centre of midfield. And there's this idea in football that if you're going to play a possession-based game or you are going to play a game where you unlock a, uh, unlock an opponent's defence, your creativity has to come in the middle of the pitch. But I don't think that's necessarily mm-hmm. true in the modern game. If you look at a lot of teams, Liverpool would be a good example. A lot of their creativity comes from from the, 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 mm-hmm. the wide areas. Yep. And England have... 
they have players better suited to play in that sort of game. So I think that well, is one of those Liverpool players plays for England. Absolutely, you know, with Alexander Arnold. Absolutely, he's a huge part of that. Well, actually, Cole made a fair point actually, um, which was uh, Alexander Arnold playing right wing back he's further up the pitch and actually you want him at right back where he has a little bit more room mm. in front of him and that's where a lot of his attacking threat comes from I mm. wonder if that was part of the thinking of having Kyle Walker next to him well possibly I thought Walker did okay I mean he's, so with regards to the three right backs Walker has played in the back three before and his pace and played is a, well as well yeah he had a good game as it would turn out, because again, you can get fixated on the first half. You can also get fixated on the second half. So it, it is wise to keep both in mind. And 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 Walker actually, he did he did all right, considering that you know he was he was really worried that his England days were over after that yeah, sending off against Iceland. You know, so so to, so to bounce back with with a, a performance. But the, but remember this: we know these players; they, they're mm. playing against um, a, a better side. And by the way, I still think, as I'm sure we all do, Belgium are a better side than England, mm. despite a 2-1 win with, with slightly fortuitous and I know Belgium are missing players England had one or two players out and Kane obviously not starting so obviously one and Raheem Sterling uh, injured as well Grealish uh, yeah exactly I'll, I'll, where's James Madison yeah where are they all Jim mm. you know um, but uh, but with, with regards to um, with, with, you know with, with, with Walker back there and, and, and so Trent Alexander-Arnold okay well he's the right wing back so that, that's fair if um Southgate feels that, say, Saka is not ready to play against Belgium, then you can have a right footer playing on the left. I mean, this is the old yeah, age. Yeah. I mean, Belgium had the same. Yeah. Uh, with, with, was it Castagna who was, was playing on the left as a, you know, he, he was playing on the on the opposite side. I think it was the back three people were a bit unsure about. You know, Mings is a, a, a more sort of left-footed uh, centre-half. But again, if you look at the choices, I think Connor Cody would be maybe a touch disappointed yeah. that he didn't start and he seems to be a better option He's there. certainly the, the one knocking on hardest on the door, mm. I would think. Especially when it comes to, to the, the back three. For Denmark. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've got to remember, like, they were up against probably the informed European striker in, in Romelu Lukaku. Mm. You give him a chance and he's going to put, he's going to put yeah. it away. I think I think they marshaled them as best as they possibly could. Yeah, he, I don't know. He, he he was on top in the first <laughs> half, wasn't he? Oh, he was. I mean, was, still, geez. I mean, I, he is unplayable at yeah, times. He's, he's unplayable. What what, I mean, Lukaku. <laughs> it does. I know hindsight is it can be a bit sort of reductionist in certain arguments, but you think Manchester United. He's lost. A, like, he's lost the best part of a stone, and he he looks more powerful. It, oh, it's, it's bizarre. I think with with Lukaku, he's he's what what. You know, because he's got the size and the the speed and all the rest of it, but he's got the brain as well. Yeah. When you see him, that he can play in that system and that formation, and it shows as well going to into a different league and and scoring a lot of goals there. He's one of the most intelligent strikers. Well, and, and that was game. that was personified uh, when they played Brazil. I know it was two years ago now, but in the World Cup when they beat them two one, it was a brilliant performance by mm. Belgium. And he he didn't score that day, but his movement and his position mm. it was so crucial. And, and in the modern game, there's so much more to think about. Oh, there you is. You can compare players of his generation to your Weirs and your Rals and stuff like that, but yeah. there is just so much more to think mm. about, and there's less variation in mm-hmm. how teams play. So you've got to find those like half spaces yeah. in, in behind yeah. or in front of the, of, the, mm-hmm. of the team. And if you look at that Belgian front three, what they did so well was, you know, they they, they basically whenever England had the ball defensively, they were just like, right, we're going to be, we're going to force you out wide, mm. and then of course the Belgium. Uh, uh, wing backs pushed up and said, "Right, well, we'll we'll just mark it." And England just couldn't get out. And mm. you could see that this was a Belgian side who knew that formation. You know, Martinez, who's 
been derided, you know, a few years ago and so on. Probably not now, but what he's done with this Belgian side, you know, they had a great World Cup. Mm. Um, they, they, I don't know, but they are top of the rankings, which is an achievement for, for Belgium and Martinez. Of course it is. Uh, you know, they've done it so very, very well. So, so I mean, yeah, at time you think England were very fortunate. I mean, Jordan Henderson, mm. was it a penalty, Jim? <laughs> he insists it is, but I I don't see that it is. I loved it I, when I, him and uh, what's his name was it Munya uh, or the the defender who fouled him was sort of talking about it after the game, and <laughs> it was quite nice to see that in sort of a weird way. <laughs> Peter penalty for dark you. arts, yeah, dark arts. But yeah. again, though, if if that if that had happened against England, people would have said, "Well, that's the thing about England; they're not canny enough to win these yeah. kind of no, things." No, let's cheat our way to victory. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You've got we're riding look we are playing the system again the system a little bit I'm, I'm all for it because yeah. what everybody else does mm. let's not think we're fucking better than it because we're not well that's the thing you know I think it was Jonathan Lewin the Guardian who said what actually England did really well is they turned it into a wrestling match Yeah, and that is that is what you want England as you say Jim can't go toe to toe with Belgium so it's kind of like well what can we do so Southgate said right push higher get higher for crying out loud mm. more aggr- they came out they were more aggressive with Lukaku yeah so Maguire's a big lad. You know what I mean? You can be aggressive. Mm. There's no mm. point in trying to say, right, okay, what we're going to do, we're now going to play like Spain 2012. It's not going to happen. It's not, but they don't. It's nice to see Maguire being managed. <laughs> <laughs> but England, be more aggressive. Play higher. Play mm. to your strengths. For crying out loud, do that. Calvin Phillips coming on, you think to yourself, he could play a crucial role for England, mm. just pinging the ball about. But mm. what England did all right was, again, there's the difference between a hoof and a long pass. Ask Jabby Alonso. Okay, there's a difference between the two. And at times, if you have a high press like Belgium did, sometimes to go over it is actually an option. Mm. Now, I know that does look like England are going to go Just back going to route one. Yeah, exactly. Go back you to wondered what it would be like under Allardyce. <laughs> Well, let me show you. <laughs> but but uh, it's not a question of, as I say, hoof it up to whoever. But but England do have pace on on the, on the flanks. They do have something. So so if you're getting inundated and you're playing you're playing against a better side who know what to do with the ball and so on. Yeah, okay. You don't want to give it away straight away. That is a mm. danger with that that sort of tactic. And it's not going to be your first option, is it? No, in an but, ideal world. But it is an option sometimes Absolutely. to go over the press. You know, we've seen better managers than Southgate tell his yeah. teams. It'd be, to, it'd be to foolhardy not to if it's your only option, which is what it felt like at times. It, it did, it did. So England are playing Denmark on, on Wednesday night. They will expect to win that game. Denmark beat Iceland 3-0. England beat Iceland 1-0, Peter. So yeah. really, England again the underdogs. <laughs> so how do you think England will line up? I don't know if Ben Chilwell will be available for that game. Yeah. Um, but I, think, I would imagine if he is, he'll start. Well, there's talk of Kane being in the side because yeah. Southgate wants to annoy Mourinho, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, which is which is very fair. Um, but I think, you know, I wouldn't quite probably see Sancho maybe yeah. a little bit more. He only got a few minutes. Any involvement for Graza? Wow. I'd like to see him involved. I don't know. I doubt Gre- he'll Greaser? start him. Greaser is better than Gra- going Graza. Uh, yeah, why not? Okay. We'll, I mean, I'm sure the tabloids will pick it up and um, <laughs> and... and if you know, they put some panache on it, if but, they do, we'll get blown for that. Absolutely, um, you will, because you didn't stop me doing it, uh, and that's your role. Um, so, do you think there'll be any involvement from? I'd like to see him, even if just come off the bench, because yeah, it, I, you know, it, there are what three more camps before. Well, the Euros? South, what Southgate's very Saka. Uh, no, uh, Graza. Graza. Oh, Graza, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graza or Saka. <laughs> um, I think I think Southgate is is aware with the situation with Grealish that he. The one th- good thing, when Southgate took over, he wasn't like some England managers who did bow to media pressure. You know, Steve McLaren uh, was 
all but admitted that after t- mm. when it, when his time at England finished, where the media are saying, "Well, hang on, you've got to play this play, you've got to play that play, you've got to play this, yeah. that, and the other." Now England hadn't had that so much because the stars of yesteryear, Ferdinand, Gerard, Lampard, so England don't have so many kind of big names like they did uh, back in those days, and uh, so Southgate basically came in and just sort of, sort of did what he wanted because he had a bit of a free hit. Yeah, and then in the World Cup 2018, expectations were genuinely quite low. Mm. I know we've sort of in previous tournaments people say, "What I really like about England." at the moment is expectations are low and that will go well for us and you think you realise you've just undone everything you've yeah. said there. Yeah. But, they, but they were quite low now Southgate now there is a little bit of expectation and so on and now people are saying pick him pick him or pick him and I think Southgate is, is aware that he doesn't want to suddenly bow to sort of media pressure and so on mm. so will we see Grealish perhaps and I don't think he's going to cut his nose off to spite his face but at the same time that is a thing that he needs to manage, which other yep. England managers have succumbed to. And once you open the door to that, then often you're done for. Mm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a very tricky situation um, with, with regards to that. But I, I hope he does okay. And I know that people are saying, oh, South, it's, some people are now saying, oh, is he holding this England team back and so on. I think it's, I, I still think we won't know until the tournament because that pragmatic approach, I think, is important. I know England have got some players that can play, but there are teams that are better than England. Yeah, I, d- I just think the idea that... Did Deschamps you know, hold he'd... that France to side back in the World uh, Cup? Quite, it's a great comparison. I, I do think that if you if you pick the most attacking, creative um, England lineup possible and you go toe-to-toe with Belgium, you will still lose. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm concerned by the... Um, pre-backlash that we're starting to see to be honest (laughs) indeed well there we are ladies and gentlemen I still enjoyed it and I think you can be happy for me no matter where you are from (laughs) in the world Um, Scotland got another win Mm-hmm. Um, this time the they didn't beaten need, run continues. Didn't need penalties this time. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have been offered penalties, so they thought, well, we better get the yeah. job done. Yeah, yeah. Bought, don't like extra time. First yeah. time since what 1963 was it? Ooh, <laughs> 61. <laughs> uh, when Spurs won the league, was it, Jim? Oh, to know. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> just, just a little one for you on a Monday morning, okay? Um, yeah, they beat Slovakia one 0 Slovakia, of course, will be playing Northern Ireland in uh, in, in their Euro playoff final. Um, what was very enjoyable about this is Aberdeen defender Andrew. Considine made his debut international 39, 33. 33 not even in I his know. 20s no, Peter McGinn's 29 isn't he yeah McGinn's never too late lads never too late <laughs> yeah. Scotland now unbeaten in a year seven <laughs> yeah, games on the, on, on the trot they, they, they go, a bit... I really want them to get there Stevie does Clark. that tell all the stories though? does that tell all it tells, tell a story it tells like... all the stories that we're going to bring <laughs> to the table um, Stevie Clark nice to see him mm. smiling again yeah just he really is having a nice time and he was yeah. very he was purring he said you know we controlled the game for a lot of it and it was a nice goal that they scored I know that you covered this on Friday but it is unusual to see him smile <laughs> very like, unusual yeah. you know how you can tell that a Picasso painting is supposed to be a person mm, but right. it's really abstract yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a similar effect isn't it <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it like seeing when he was in his pomp Ronaldinho like looks sad <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't want like, this. What? yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it's so a great win for them what about Ireland versus Wales no goals in that one I watched some of that game yeah. and then I, I wondered how many people throughout the land were watching it I thought the vast majority of them will be Irish or Welsh and then I was like I'm not Irish or Welsh mm. I'm turning this off <laughs> And I regret nothing. Why? It was awful. It was terrible. It was all right, wasn't it? No. You thought you had a good match? Yeah. Yeah. 
The, the Wales kit looked a bit like the Islander work kit. I don't it know. Did. <laughs> the exact same color. Two points in, and the Wales kit looks a bit like the. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Pete. The one of the takeaways for me was the Welsh kit. Yeah, incredible choice. Yellow and green. Yeah, love that. Mm. Yeah, um, that. I know. I mean, James McLean. James McLean, sorry, got sent off. Mm. Um, and uh, you know he accepted the decision uh, <laughs> as well he, he walked before the card yeah. I mean the first one it was unlucky because he clearly has not meant to stamp to rake down the, the opposition player I forget who it was mm. back of his heel so you kind of think yeah I can understand how he feels a bit aggrieved about getting mm. book, uh, uh, booking there but I mean he, the, he knew where he was uh, yeah, he knew where he was it, in the second one it was a nasty one <laughs> uh, and, then, and then the second one I mean if you fly in that recklessly he was arguing that he never really got the player or he wasn't I never enough. really understood myself before this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Referee, I never really understood myself before this moment. Please don't send me off. I've learned so much about myself right now. Oh, it's a red. It's a red. I'm I'm right, right. You flick the switch now. And, and in he goes, yeah. It's a shame for him because um, obviously he'll uh, probably miss the next match at least. But um, but nil-nil. Uh, I... Both sides seem quite sort of. Really, I suppose Ireland going down to ten men, even though it was sort of fairly late mm. on, you know. But uh, but Ryan Giggs seems sort of quite pleased that they they got a point. I mean Wales, other than the friendly against England, but it was just a friendly, you know. They, they've they, got a lot they, of they're going well, they? but well, yeah. I mean they've got a lot of answers as well, haven't yeah. they? I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're, they're missing back. Like they're missing all of their best players, yes. effectively. So <laughs> name one of the players they're missing. Gareth Bale. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> is he still a player? Yeah, no, he's in there somewhere, no, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, but Wales have, have got to be pleased with uh, their work of late. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what about Northern Ireland? Had what six hundred fans in against Austria? Yeah, it yeah. was a bit of a, a bit of a disappointment. Of yeah, but I think after the penalty shootout, you know, away in Bosnia yeah. Herzegovina, you know, this was a bit of a damp squib. But still, um, it's nice to see. I I quite enjoyed though that because there were 600 fans in there it was really weird that they all seemed to be in, in unison with with what they were how, their their thoughts on the game and of course having had no sound previously or being drowned out by say you know 20,000 people or whatever it would be you could hear them all very clearly every time Austria missed a chance which which seemed quite a lot Austria seemed to miss a hatful of good chances there mm. the kind of <laughs> like they were absolutely loving it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. This is, I, I, I went to see um, some football over the weekend. Some live football. My first live football Park since. at you. Probably. It, was, it might have been last year, in fact. Maybe. It's crazy. I went to see Bergenstead play the Comrades. They won 5-0. First, Where is this? First in, one in the season. Is this Hertfordshire? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, first one of the season. 5-0. Thank uh-huh. you. You're welcome, Bergenstead FC. But they, uh, uh-huh. but they, they, they beat them handsomely. And... Um, I had a couple of Guinnesses uh-huh. and ran, I, on, ran I, on the pitch. No, I went on their Twitter and I was like, I'm going to follow. This is good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And then um, they said who one of the players, uh, Ali Bangra, um, he mm-hmm. was like a, he's a winger. Um, he played really well. He's like doing Ronaldo chops left, right, and centre. Yeah. And I just started following him on, on Twitter and they're like, what am I? Doing? I'm just following blocks on Twitter now. <laughs> like yeah. at that level, they're just blocks. That's all right. Is it? Yeah. It's just a bloke, though. But so is everyone, ultimately, right? Well, what's Jack Grealish, then? Well, he's a bloke who commands, you know, the attention of, mm-hmm. of the world because he's an he's international footballer. Yeah. But this lad, he's playing in the eighth tier of football. I think and he's impressed you. And, and he's he impressed thought, me I like the cut of this guy's jib. Yeah, I'm right, going to see what player. he thinks yeah. about... And in among, in among <laughs> memes, <laughs> and in among Jack Grealish and Romelu Lukaku, you've mentioned him. He looks yeah. about eighteen, though. Yeah, hey, that's a problem. I'm just following eighteen-year-olds men right, on now, Twitter. Now here we get to, here the, we nub. Get to the nub. Yeah, do you want to open up any more? Of my nub. <laughs> yeah, so I, think I sent him my nub. 
Um, speaking of speaking of young footballers who have impressed, what about uh, Erling Braut Haaland? He gets yes. more terrifying by the day. Yes. Born in Leeds. Uh-huh. Should, um, imagine, we, imagine if we I had know, him disrupting right? that England him dressing Ken. room. Him and Ken. <laughs> Holding Southgate up by his throat. <laughs> play play <laughs> Grazza. <laughs> He's such a... He's he's a monster, isn't he? Yeah, it's incredible. He, he, he could have. He, I think he could have had. He, he could have scored more than. Sorry, he he missed more than he actually put away uh, was a, in this match. It was a hell of a back heel at one oh point. Climb back heel. The point as well where he uh, <laughs> he nutmegged he he nutmegged the defender with with one foot and <laughs> shot with the other. Just he's so he's so good. I'm yeah. so excited. Sure about his skills. Future. He's sure with skills. <laughs> but and more physical he's Ivan Drago with skills <laughs> oh my goodness yeah well Norway got a great 4-0 win against Romania mm, yeah they, they had fans in as well yeah just Romania looked shell-shocked at the back they yeah. were like, it, like I reckon I could have done a slide rule through that uh, back four yeah, but also, that's big I Erling mean, making it look easy <laughs> but Norway he was Germany, already receiving the pass oh. In terms of football, Norway have underachieved for a long time. I think mm. we'd, we'd all argue. And Ooh, I don't know if I would argue that they've not had a great crop of players. No, but, but they weirdly they sort of very they overachieve or, or they they sort of dominate a lot of winter sport, which is not that surprising. Yeah, but, right. So um, it's, it's written about in Tokenomics actually quite right, a lot. Right. Um, and you would they've just been bang average for a long, long time. But now mm. with with Harland and Martin Odegaard coming through as well, mm. it's like they might be seeing a little bit of a. It was a golden generation, mm. if I may curse them with such a term. Yeah, yeah, you have, haven't you? Yep. Okay. Sorry <laughs> Just about that. trying to level the playing field. Sorry, Norway. Your boys took one hell of an overhyping. All right, now it's time for a quick break. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Join me, Melissa Reddy, and listen to my brand new podcast, Between the Lines. I'll be speaking to the biggest names in football about the captivating behind-the-scenes stories fans want to hear. From major talking points to untold anecdotes, you'll hear from some of football's leading stars as well as those working in the shadows. In our first episode, I spoke to former Spurs manager Maurizio Pochettino about that Amazon documentary. We feel responsible because it was uh, very difficult to say yes to open the door to Amazon. Only we watch with Jesus. 
the 25 minutes first because it was until we uh, left the club. And on our latest episode, I investigate how prevalent and damaging social media abuse is in football. And I was like taking all this negativity onto myself and I did, I kind of lost myself and my personality because I knew everything that was going on around it. And it's not until I actually got to a stage where I thought, I can't take this anymore. It is becoming too much for me that I spoke out about it. Craving football insight? Well, look no further. Listen to Between the Lines with me, Melissa Reddy, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This was a Stakhanov production. Always believe in your soul. Oh, it's Carton Cole singing his own song. Wow. Welcome back to the Football Ramblers. I think actually my favourite thing of the international break has been hearing the players sing the national anthem. Oh my goodness. Because normally when, you know, the whole stadium's sort of singing it and it's there, they sing it with a bit of gusto. But even if they don't sing it with gusto, you think, oh, they look focused. They're kind of, they might look like they're sort of mumbling the words, but they, they, and then when you hear them like that, they are just going, good. Respect we deserve. <laughs> the but then, queen. Yeah. But then what, what are you going to do, Jim? I got an OBE. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was an MBE. It was an MBE, sorry. I yeah, forget yeah. what it was. Yeah. Good old Rashford. It's nice to have a Marcus, isn't it? Always nice to have an MBE. Didn't even mention him and he scored the penalty for crying out mm, loud. Mm, good a bit of respect. Right, anyway, it's time for Betway 4 to score update. Uh, of course, before we get to the emails, let's see how we got on in our 4 to score this weekend. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game one, Ukraine versus Germany. Vish picked Serge Gnabry. The result was Matthias Ginter. Wrong. No 50 grand for charity. Game two, Spain versus Switzerland. Luke picked Rodrigo. And of course, it was Mikel Oyazabal who got the goal. Wrong again. Game three, England versus Belgium. Jules picked Dominic Calvert-Lewin. The result was Romelu Lukaku. Wrong again. Game four, France versus Portugal. I picked Ronaldo. There was no goal scorer. Wrong again. <laughs> uh, we didn't fare very well there, no. ladies and gentlemen. But the good news is... We'll be back with another round of Betway's 4 to score on the preview show this Friday. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, everybody. Further T's and C's apply. You've got to be 18 or over and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to BeGambleAware.org. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this. Time for emails, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Campbell, what are you holding? I'm holding an email from Sa- Sean Meachin. Sorry, Sean. Uh, nearly gave you the wrong name, but I think I saved it just in time. Hi, Ramblers. From March 2012 to June 2019, I was the mascot of the mighty heart of Midlothian oi, oi. as Tiny Tiger, Jock the Jambo, and even occasionally <laughs> as a legendary mascot, Hearty Harry. Did that have three mascots there? Jock the Jambo. I like the idea Come of a on. team of mascots. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Uh, I also received a national call-up and worked as Rory 
Maureen a lion a few times. Mm. So we're talking to mascot royalty here. <laughs> Rory um, the lion. In this time, I was getting paid £15 a game, which involved me greeting the fans before going into the kids' club, having a kickabout on the pitch with match day mascots before kickoff, and back out for some half time entertainment. On a match day, I'd on average be in the suit for about 90 to 120 minutes with the odd opportunity to nip away for a minute, take the heat off, and get a drink of water. As I'm sure Marcus will, will know, Hearts have had their financial issues and spent some time in administration. During that time, I worked for free. As everyone there just wanted to help the club. The job of a mascot is sometimes a thankless one and not all of us are as financially rewarded as Gunnosaurus but we do it for the love of our clubs and to feel a part of it. That being said, if you know of any 80 grand a year mascotting vacancies feel free to send them my CV. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> 80, grand 80 grand a year. 15 quid a game. 15, yeah. 15 quid an hour yeah. to be fair, I believe it Maybe was. Could have still. Oh no, again. Their mascot. Yeah, just as yourself. It's a big you sort of dress like a mascot anyway, don't you? The Berkhamstead Burke. You know Morning what Ramblers. that's slang for. <laughs> yeah, I know. What that's is it slang for? Berkshire Hunt. Berkshire Hunt. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, from Matty in Spellside. Didn't that use to Spearside? Did you change to Spellside, Marcus? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Morning Ramblers. Uh, listening to emails about crazy tactics gave me vietnam styles flashbacks to when I was an assistant manager for an under-12s team. Uh, first uh, game of the season, um, the manager, <laughs> Charlie, just changed it on the running order. It was actually, <laughs> it was actually Spearside, but Marcus was saying Spellside in the pre-meeting, uh, so he accidentally wrote uh, Spellside. So uh, it was very much... Uh, he was, he was led by the led by the um, court. Led by the court. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. I'm, With I'm apologies to everyone at Speyside High. Yes. Uh, listen to emails about crazy tactics. Give me Vietnam style uh, flashbacks to the when I was an assistant manager for an under 12s team. First game of the season, the manager, who I was assigned to by the league, got the team round in a circle, pulled out a handheld whiteboard, and started drawing what he wanted the team to do. <laughs> uh, with our team in black pen and the opponents in red, he started telling the kids he wanted a deep line, but wanted at least four upside, <laughs> offside traps. <laughs> Four. 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 Is that for like individual each players? defender? Yeah. You've all yeah. got your own offside zone. He also wanted no more than one player in each column of the pitch. And oh. finally, drawing long lines on the board from defence to attack, he said he wanted the ball moving in three crossfield passes on the counter. Bearing in mind, they're no older than 12. <laughs> As you can imagine, the whistle blows and our team just saw scream, ah, and charge the opposition. The manager <laughs> the manager then proceeds to throw his whiteboard on the sideline in disgust and walks off. I got a call a couple of days later from the kids' league that the manager had quit. <laughs> Seems like trying to teach kids the intricate tactics of football isn't going to work with 12-year-olds. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give him the like scun- just give him the Scunthorpe rush. Yeah, it's all they want. <laughs> mm. Target them. I like that. That was very good. <laughs> Four bloody offside traps. Jesus, mm. my goodness. Well, that is the email section for another day, everybody. Show at footballramble.com as the song says, and you could be uh, read out on the football ramble. Indeed. How about that? Right, gentlemen. Uh, let's talk about greed. Um, the Premier League's pay-per-view proposal. Games not selected for broadcasts in October will now be the uh, meagre sum of £14.95 each. So if you are a, a mascot at Hearts, you can put nearly all your money into that. Does yeah. that, sound like a, a, that sound like a good idea, Jim? Sounds like a strange deal. Yeah, it hoped to be only a solution for October and fans uh, could be back in stadiums after. Uh, it all does seem... <laughs> 
a lot of uh, a lot of weasel words in the um, <laughs> in the, in these proposals, aren't they? Because it's like, yeah, well, it should only be for October yeah. unless it's all season, uh-huh. which it might be. <laughs> then if we like money, it, money, money, money. if we like it, we might keep it longer. Mm. <laughs> it's um, it's very very frustrating, isn't it? Because obviously clubs are dealing with a shortfall in revenue, but aside from Jeff Bezos, mm. who isn't dealing with a shortfall in revenue at this point, you just feel like the the concerns of of the Premier League clubs, you know, revenue new streams are are just an irrelevance right now you know the mm, Premier League mm. doesn't get to plead poverty and, and charge this much 15 well, quid a game electricity ain't that expensive no. not, you are saving a bit of money by not having people in the stadium but it's not that expensive I mean Alex Hurst chairman of the Newcastle United Supporters Trust said that the idea that the Premier League clubs need to implement pay-per-view because of economic needs would carry more weight if they hadn't just spent one billion on players furloughed staff received <laughs> government loans weren't charging fans for games they aren't going to and hadn't just made thousands of staff redundant Mm. He makes a fair point. I no. understand that uh, one can be, you know, a, a little bit simplistic with arguments, but I, the, I can't get away from the words that he said. Yeah. Yeah. Sticks in the craw, doesn't yeah. it? It's so expensive to have access to all football. Yeah, well, and is. this is on top of the subscription Absolutely. fees well, that you pay for BT I mean, Sport and Sky Sports. Popular uh, one-woman Twitter storm, Eni Luko, was uh, <laughs> on the weekend saying, look, it's the, it's the best league in the world. We're constantly told it's the best league in the world. 14, 14 quid's of steel. It's like, Does she well, say that? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, disappointed you, Peter. She, she's locked down her tweets. <laughs> 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 she's had a weekend of it, unfortunately. Um, uh, but, but if you want to compare it to like a film or, or, or a theatre show through like a pound per minute, mm-hmm. films are quite expensive now. Yeah. Theatre's quite... But, you know, you don't buy a ticket to see Les Mis and then they don't lock the doors and go, well, do you want to watch it? Mm. Is it you got to pay for it again. Yeah. You've got to pay for it again to oh. watch it. It just seems... It's not the same maddening. as... Maddening. It, it can't be compared to, to the live experience, can it? <laughs> no, you're not paying for me to be in your fucking gaff. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. There'll be dragons <laughs> in Peter, terms of that. How much do you thinking? charge people for your OnlyFans? <laughs> uh, videos... You're the uh, only person to give it away, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I pay them to watch. <laughs> oh dear! In fact, teams voted nineteen-one in favour of the move. Of course, they did. Do you know who was the one? Leicester City. Yeah, good on them. Is that something to do with Vardy? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hey, no, it's Brendan Rodgers. We're doing this for the supporters, or key. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Makes you must. Well done, Leicester. Well done. Yeah, apparently, a lot of other clubs sort of did express concern, but ended up voting with them anyway. Not but that much concern is, that they didn't no, vote against. This it. is apparently completely normal, though. Uh, yeah. This sort of thing and, happens and, and all the time. It, I mean, if you don't agree a price, I mean, it, the price is the price. But presumably, the voting came along with the, it being available to mm. everybody anyway. So, I guess if you kind of yeah. pull yourself out of that, you're effectively saying you can't none of your sports can watch your football yeah. effectively if you don't go along with the the party whip so I don't know yeah mm. easier said than done perhaps a uh, mm. source told the Athletic like this if you ask 20 millionaires to go into a room and decide what 15 pounds means this is what happens it's, it's yeah, a beautiful it's, that's a lovely line there's, there's, stunning there's, yeah it's so good there's a bit in uh, the fantastic show Succession where mm. um, the patriarch of the family asks one of his young very very wealthy sons how much a pint of milk costs and he's just got no idea yeah. uh, and this this feels like a sort of comparable yeah, thing yeah, yeah. And, it, and it punishes 15 quid's alright isn't it <laughs> double it, a Netflix um, subscription pretty much yeah for a single game, yeah. uh, Sammy Joseph does the Fulhamish uh, podcast. He uh-huh. uh, he sort of worked out on, on Twitter on, on the on, on, over the weekend. If forty percent of your club's game games aren't on TV, fifteen games, mm. you need to pay the following to watch all of your team's games. Now TV uh, nine times twenty five quid, BT nine times uh, you know thirty quid, Amazon Prime two times 
eight pounds, and then the non-TV goes fifteen uh, times at fourteen pounds ninety-five. It's cracking off for seven hundred quid to watch something out of the mm-hmm. stadium, which is just yeah. maddening, I yeah. think, for everyone. And, yeah. and look, it's only going to go in one direction. It's only going to drive people to illegal stadiums. Unfortunately, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a ridiculous amount of uh, money. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah, it's um. It, it, it's not the worst idea we heard over the weekend. It's one of the worst <laughs> ideas. Uh, it's the one that's been agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the it's, it's the one that, that that's been re- agreed. Project Big Picture. Mm. How about that? Eh, yeah. Pro- the proposed Project Big Picture. It's all reforms. being shaken up this weekend, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, led by Liverpool and Manchester United, uh, this. <laughs> I mean, as if the pay-per-view stuff hasn't uh, got people's blood boiling. Uh, this certainly has uh, has. It's, it, there's a lot of simmering going on. I think uh, this week. Well, we have football. to say this is, like this has been not been agreed with everybody. Proposed. So, so it's been proposed. Which proposed. Is, yeah, it's effectively mm. a leaked proposal as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, so what it will include uh, will the it will include the big clubs getting bigger. It will indeed. <laughs> and the thing is. Now there's a lot, there's a lot of detail here. So there's so Liverpool Manchester United is sort of immediately saying the 250 million pound bailout to the football league, then 25% of annual revenue given to the football league, 100 million pounds given to the FA to compensate for pandemic losses. So far so good. So far so good. Okay, oh, that's the, nice. The the there is a lot and like 99% of these proposals and a lot 99% of this plan for me is there's a lot of love in there, mm. but it comes at an astronomical yeah, price. And it, it, it's <laughs> yeah, in there for and uh, it's the last one percent that you go. No, I would say <laughs> Hang if, on. if you want sort of polarize or well, not polarize it. David Conn often writes quite eloquently about some of the sort of deeper issues of, of football. You know, did some amazing work uh, with regards to kind of um, Hillsborough and, and, and all that as well. Um, but but he's written about this in the Guardian. Now I was surprised actually because he did say you know he had his concerns. Of course he does, as everybody does. But he did say Let, let's not forget that there is actually a proposal here to try and bridge the enormous gap between Premier League mm. and Football League yeah. and I think his point is because at first I was a bit surprised and I thought oh David have they got to you surely not mm. but uh, but of course they haven't and uh, and uh, he, he was saying that this talk of connecting the Premier League and the Football League a bit more we've had loads of talk and no action mm. well at least there's some yeah. sort of yeah. action well, being proposed here. Rick Parry himself said that the Premier League have had plenty of time to do something like this and, and, and haven't nothing, but yeah. it's the cost it comes at isn't it it's yeah. like it's, there's some populist choices in there stuff like safe standing um, £20 away tickets yeah £20 away tickets and subsidised travel for away fans all mm-hmm. these things that look really really good and are really good mm. and that, that need to happen but they come at this this massive massive price all you've got to do is give the keys to the top six. Exactly. The keys to the kingdom. And we can trust like, them, can't we? I mean, the situations like them being able to veto new owners, <laughs> you can loan 15 players to clubs within within England, four of which can go to the same club. It's like... Get rid of the, get rid of the League Cup. So, so many conflicts of interest Get rid of the League Cup, that. get rid of the... Community Shield. Community Shield. Shield. I mean, Community Actually, Shield. I don't mind that because we'd be permanent champions of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah. it, it's just humorous. that so, so the problem that people have is the sort of um, the, the, the cut-off, the Manchester United the Arsenal, mm-hmm. Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs business. It's it's a very telling metric that Man City are in there because if we, mm. why not go yeah. down instead of, um, you know, longer serving Premier League team, let's go games because a lot of these teams have stank up the league for a long time. Your Evans, <laughs> your, Man, your Southampton and stuff like that. Let, why don't we go down games played in the league because Man City aren't in the top nine with that. Well, they've let's, won the league. Let's so go Leicester. So yeah. Blackburn Rovers. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, let's go with point, points totals because that pulls Villa and Newcastle in the top nine. So we get a Well, there's another conflict of interest. You're as bad as them. I've seen blood. I've seen COVID. I'm going to take this opportunity to absolutely stiff everyone. But that's what it is, isn't it? It is, massively. You know, look, but Marcus is right. This is a... Can we clip that? This is a plan that will eventually make me, and it is now, make me think, I just hope Manchester United sink like a fucking star. Absolutely. <laughs> if, I'm, if I was a player at any other club other than that top six slash nine, yeah. I'd be like, I want to fucking do everyone in this but fucking it's, league. But it's, shit, in, <laughs> it's to ensure that they don't though, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, the, 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 the bigger clubs would have a say in how the, the TV rev money gets yeah, divvied up. So we, we'd end up in a situation, maybe not as extreme, but similar to the one in Spain where mm. the majority of it is split between Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, and, and we, we, but we sort of like look at it, but even like stuff, I, I, I think that the, the changes they were suggesting to, make, to be made for the Premier League kind of puts it in line with your France and, and, and your Germany. And obviously Germany should be the blueprint for any kind of like forward mm. forward facing kind of kind of uh, league competition. Does a sixth place side in, in the championship mm. really deserve a place in the Premier League? Would I like to see a Premier League relegation playoff? Probably. Mm. That like, would be. We'd enjoy that if it happened. Remember the Frankfurt barnstormer a few like five yeah, five yeah. years ago. Like but, it, it just you know. So on you know there is an argument that actually an eighteen team Premier League with fewer fixtures, um, it, it, you know, without the League Cup and mm. yada 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 would would be would aid, know, the would, 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 ha- would aid the national team and would have benefits to it mm-hmm. but there's another There'd insidious thing played, in there though, you know, which is fact. that well, the, the more matches played the Saturdays would be the, the proposals that the Saturdays would be left open which means there might be some sort of European Super League which would be separate from UEFA mm. so no, I've never heard of this idea yeah, before, but, but uh, when you say about it would aid the national team well Rick Parry right, yeah, who was I mean, involved in the in the breakaway of the Premier League I believe unless my facts are wrong there but the anyway. the, 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 yeah he was the first uh, so, the, so, so, so the Premier League was forged let's not forget the Premier League was forged in a in a fucking kiln of, 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 of turds exactly. yeah mm. and a it greed would, furnace but, but the Premier League when it was formed you know and, and, and a lot of people who are you know far more um, learned than me would, would tell you that it was uh, that has been a bad move for the sort of national game in this country mm. and so on ultimately because again you look with envious eyes at what, what they do in Germany the Premier League one of the things was this will improve the national team yeah but you know for a fact if the fewer games they will find more games to play exactly the world. lavish I mean, pre-season you know, you know friendlies what, you know what yeah like. because one of, the, one of the things again was that the season would start a bit later so there'd be more room for friendlies yeah. which just make friendlies friendlies which just yeah. as you say means more sort of like mm-hmm. you know lavish I do, tours I do like the fact that uh, Parry and obviously we've got to come to enders because there's mm-hmm. so much to talk about yeah. in this proposal there's so many different bits and bobs but I do like that Parry offered the big six the chance to rejoin the AFL yeah. which is like <laughs> That's like Monday night, you know, my, my increasing love of wrestling. It's Monday Night Wars. It's yeah, WCW. Yeah, it's ravishing Rick Rude going, going to WCW. Oh, there you go. Is That's the height. It's a breakaway. In the Premier League, a breakaway from the breakaway. Just how much is enough? <laughs> no, look, again, but it's just a lot of millionaires sat around going, yeah. No one's got any money. Yeah. Let's fucking strike. We could be billionaires. Yeah. Henry's been going on this for like since 2012. Yeah. He's, he's been loving this for The age. best thing about that nine clubs, you've got the, the big six and then they they rope in Southampton, West Ham and Everton. Oh yeah, you're sort of a part of the club. Mm. All right, so, so do all nine of us need to agree? 
No, 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 just two-thirds of us need to agree. <laughs> What's well, two-thirds of, of nine? <laughs> Sit. Hang on a minute. No way. Uh, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to run and run until it's either implemented and we all um, go to hell in a, in a handcart or it's uh, rejected. And we look forward to the next one. Mm. So there we are. Speaking of which, uh, on tomorrow's show, I'll be back with Andy and Luke uh, to talk about lots and lots of football-y things, as we tend to do on the Football Ramble. But until then, say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Ta-ta. And it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.